0: When Nat Sherman met its demise, a lot of people were sad. I was, I was one of those people. First, the townhouse. If you have never been to the townhouse for Nat Sherman in Manhattan, well, you're never going to have a chance. It's gone now. But it was really a special kind of lounge and a special experience. And to have had the opportunity to smoke in the basement a couple times, I, it's a good memory. And I remember it. They had a great line of cigars because a guy by the name of Michael Herklotz worked like hell to bring that line back then the whole brand got sold and they did away with the nat sherman line of cigars until michael herklotz decided to bring it all back and not only did he bring back the timeless he brought back the metropolitan it's eat drink smoke where we eat the fine food drink the fine bourbon and smoke the fine cigars i'm tony katz that right there is america's favorite amateur drinker fingers malloy and we are smoking the metropolitan habano now if you remember the old days of seeing the Metropolitan, this is not that cigar. So if it doesn't say uh, Ferriotego on it, you have an old school one. You've had it for quite a few years. My advice to you is enjoy it immediately. This is a new release from Ferriotego, F-E-R-I-O, first word, Tego, T-E-G-O, that's owned by Michael Herklotz, who has a long and distinguished career uh, in cigars and has a wonderful understanding of, of how to make a cigar work for the smoker. What we're doing here is the Toro, the Metropolitan Habano Toro. It's a six by fifty-two, meaning it's six inches long. Tee-hee. Always makes fingers Malloy laugh. And 52 is the ring gauge, the diameter of the cigar, basically how thick it is around. Tee-hee. Again, with the laughter, this is Nicaraguan through and through. This is a Nicaraguan puro, fingers Malloy. We have just which means the wrapper, the binder, and the filler are all from Nicaragua. We just lit this up. First impressions:
1: uh, peppery, uh, a bit of spice. Uh, I'm getting some hay, and may- not a lot of sweetness. But I don't know if it's. I- I've just chugged a lot of diet Coke, Tony. To be honest with you, uh, if, but it, it, it's a fine thing to drink
0: because it doesn't too much mess up. It's it's a very clean kind of kind of sip. If you're drinking like a regular like a regular Coke, you're you're screwed. It's too sweet. It's going to mess you up. The, the diet
1: Coke doesn't in 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 most cases. Yeah. So I'm not getting. Uh, any sweet notes off of this yet? But to me, it's that that peppery kind of spice and then uh, some hay.
0: Well, I think that uh, you're, you're right with with the spice there, but it's it's a lovely it's a it's a smooth spice. It's actually hitting in a weirdness a back of the throat. It's it's yeah. uh, tip of the tongue, back of the throat. Isn't that I think that's like a speech exercise? Tip <laughs> of the tongue, back of the throat. Uh, it, and it's it's a nice. A um, mix. When you're looking for this, you might see this as the host. That's not the one you want. The Metropolitan host is not the cigar that you want because that has a sweetened cap. It's meant to be a more intro cigar, like you've seen in the Acid lines or some of some of those. You're looking for the Metropolitan Habano. There's also a, a, a Connecticut and uh, there, there's a Maduro as well. Uh, one thing I can tell you, feels great in the hand. Just right, evenly balanced. It's actually a, a touch squishy, which could have to do with the humidification right. here. But the, the 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 construction, man, that wrapper is a little bit of suede, a little bit of oil, a little bit of glass. Yeah. It's a nice, nice feel all the way around in a beautiful, traditional
1: milk chocolate look. I feel like it's a little stocky and it, in a good way. It, when I yeah? picked up the stick, I expected it to be a touch lighter than it is. To me, it it feels great in the hand, and, you know, we're just in the first third. Uh, It's burning okay. Yeah, the the burn's pretty dang
0: even, touching it up just just a touch right there. Get out your notebook, guys. Really, really important that you write down what's happened in your day. We have a cold, rainy day in Indianapolis, Indiana. Right, That's going to affect you That's going to affect your metabolism It's going to affect the saliva in your mouth Therefore it's going to affect how the cigar tastes to you But what did you eat that day? What did you drink that day? Me, I've had, I, I've had a hummus plate with, with some cucumbers I've had a little bit of Gouda uh, Should we ask, Fingers moly? Uh, no? Yes? Wait, are you still on the Atkins?
1: I was till today
0: We'll play later We'll, we'll play now? We'll play, we'll play later but all of those things have an effect. What you ate will have an effect on what a cigar does for you. This is the Metropolitan Habano from Ferry Otego. You want to write all this down and write down your feeling on it. First third, second third, final third. You break the cigar up into thirds and then write down your, your experiences. So when you try it again, like six months from now, two months from now, you're able to compare and see what you liked and what you didn't.
1: See, now I, you brought up something earlier that I wanted to ask you about. As far as, uh, you said that uh, some cigars, the cigar that isn't this cigar, there's a, a flavored... Yes, it's called the Host, Metropolitan Host, H-O-S-T. The cap is flavored? Yeah. it's. I, I
0: think they do it as a dip. I think they dip the cap.
1: So what's interesting to me is, you know, when we talk about FDA regulation and, and, and states that are trying to regulate flavored tobacco, how, what do you do with something like that? Because if it's just a cap... Would that be considered a flavored tobacco product?
0: I don't know how they view it. I think I think it's viewed differently than if you have uh, a a strawberry cigar or a vanilla yeah. cigar, like yeah. like one of those kinds of things. Like they like they see it almost in that vape world. I'm not sure. We should look into that. Let's get the answer. Maybe we can get Michael Herklotz on to explain to us how he views it. Ferio has its own cigars, their own Ferrettego line, and then they brought this line back. So there's a lot of nostalgia that goes along with this. But there's a great construction and a great story, and Fingers Malloy, it's a 6x52 at 10 bucks a
1: cigar. Oh, wow. I mean, we're again, it's, it's probably unfair to make this judgment in the first third, but so far, I, I, I have to say that uh, this would definitely be a stick in my humidor.
0: Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. I've actually had a few of these. Over the last couple of weeks, as as something that maybe I didn't start with, but I ended with, just wanted something a little bit easier. Now, now I will tell you that the one that that, that I went for was the Explorer, which is a to me a sweeter cigar. The Habano definitely has more of, of, of that spice buildup. It 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 has um, a, a little undercurrent of cream to it. The Hay is an interesting pick because I think they, that that. You could argue there is a bit of a of a grassy thing going on. I don't know yet if I would call it hay. I'm going to wait uh, a little bit longer till I get more into the cigar cuz remember things are going to change. And one of the questions is does that spice stay back of throat? It's a really unique feel. I mean don't get me wrong, you may have gotten this feel from other cigars, but it's just it's not always where I get my spice. Yeah, on a cigar, but there it is
1: for Thursday day. For me the tongue and the gums it's 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 lingering that that spice more than than some cigars it's not so much in the back of the the, the throat for me white
0: pepper or red pepper or can you tell the difference
1: i don't know if i could really tell the di- I, to, to me it's it's white pepper but you know i could see where people could argue
0: it's the way i would argue it as well i i've gotten at least i, I feel good enough to be able to determine between red pepper and pepper but i don't know if i yet am good enough for white pepper and black pepper. Yeah. And how people kind of see a, a subtleness there or certain heat differentials right? Uh, in, in that. It's pepper, people. <laughs> <laughs> I Just the way you did it. I wish that was on video. <laughs> the Metropolitan Habano. This is, I would not say this is a cigar for your first cigar in terms of being a beginner. But somebody's been doing this for a while. See where this goes for your palate. And at ten dollars, you, you're well in the in the range of giving it a shot and giving it a try. This from Ferry Teago. We're doing the six by was it six by fifty two? Did I have yes. that right? Uh, I thought so. I'm a trained professional, don't you know? A lot to get to. Some great drinking going on. This right here is Eat Drink Smoke,
1: our new book. Let's go bourbon. The Bourbon Reader You've Always Needed is now available on Amazon.com and our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Pick up a copy today. The supply chain
0: comes for all. Eventually, everyone deals with supply chain issues. Eventually, you will accept the fact that you will not be able to find your favorite product. It's just the way it is. It's eat, drink, smoke. I'm Tony Kanza. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Let's go Bourbon, the book that says St. Patrick's Day. Buy it now at Amazon.com. <laughs> Every holiday, wait till it's Arbor Day.
1: Ar- uh oh. Well, yeah. How, oh, how, <laughs> oh. I'm gonna be really impressed how you're gonna be able to sell books uh, on Arbor Day. I'm a
0: trained professional. <laughs> Don't you deny me. Let's go Bourbon, Amazon.com. Give it a five star review. It is great. People are loving it. We're working on the next books as fast as we can. Let's go bourbon at Amazon.com. The supply chain, Fingers Malloy has come for Girl Scout cookies. Surely not. Surely it has. And don't call me Shirley. Mm -hmm. Uh, The uh, Little Brownie Bakers, which is the licensed Girl Scout cookie baker, facing pandemic-related production issues. This is going to the Detroit News, where all good people get their
1: news, by the way. Um, Little Brownie Bakers?
0: Yeah. So this is uh, affecting the the Girl Scouts of Southeastern Michigan, but you can expect these things to happen in other places. They just don't have the raw materials, or they don't have the people, and so they're even ch- they've even changed as we've discussed the way they're selling. They're selling through DoorDash, and yeah. they're going to be you can go online and, and do it because I don't think they're having people come to people's doors. Although with all the mask restrictions leaving so many parts of the country,
1: maybe they should change their mind on that. I think you're starting to see some of the door-to-door sales again and the you know the booths that you would see in front of grocery stores and uh, the big box retailers. But uh, I wonder if, l- listen, you you want to obviously sell as many cookies as possible, but introducing your product uh, to now be delivered by DoorDash when you're already having trouble keeping up because of supply chain issues uh y- you know maybe this wasn't the best year to make that announcement and, and go through with that plan but uh you know i i guess it- it's it's not so bad that the problem is geez we're selling so many cook- cookies we just can't keep up so uh but this is this is this should just should be expected uh but it's disappointing everything should be expected at this stage of the game
0: there is no good news on the horizon i Dude, we're already seeing it in, in cigars. You will start noticing. So, so January, February is traditionally a slow season for, for cigars, right? You have some factory closings, and people on vacation in, in, in Nicaragua and other places. And so you don't see as many cigars. But you are going to start seeing emptier shelves in your cigar lounge. It's just the way it is. Here at Blend Bar Cigar, you should go take a look at this, Fingers. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, BlendBarCigar.com. They're also in Pittsburgh and Houston and Nashville. It's where we, we record the show. They got in some orders the other day. And I've never. i I've been here when they've un, 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 unboxed things. I'm like, what is what is going on here? There are no boxes. There are no cedar boxes. They've refigured shelves to utilize old boxes and, and and to 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 make everything fit right. They're not coming in, and it's affecting everything. So
1: just just wait. It doesn't matter your industry, by the way. Just wait and just watch. Well, I am not uh, suggesting that people should hoard. But I never used to until, really, when we started the show and I started to get uh, become much more of a cigar enthusiast, uh, the idea of having uh, a, a 50, you know, 75-stick humidor. But, man, it's really coming in handy now, that big humidor. Now, mine is completely stocked where I can, you know, hopefully weather this storm. I, I never used to think that I would need something like that, but now I can completely understand. Why. You want to hear what I'm doing? Oh, please do. Okay. Um, I
0: am right now investigating buying a cigar cabinet, like you would see in a cigar lounge. I am I am buying my first thousand count cigar humidor. <laughs> I'm doing it. It's just it's getting silly. I have two humidor's, each one a hundred count full. Mm-hmm. They're full. I look, I, look I, I I I I maybe smokes more cigars than you. Right, I mean, he's mm-hmm. smoke more cigars than other people. Well, how
1: many? How many? Okay, forget the fact that how many today? Forty-three. Well, okay, but at home, forget the fact that right now, you know, we're in a crappy season to smoke cigars outside. I had one yesterday because it was fifty-five degrees. Uh, but you know, it's it's not as enjoyable smoking outside in the Midwest when it's eight degrees outside. But okay, April, May, you know, how many sticks are you smoking a week? At home, uh,
0: one one a day. One a day, definitely. That's definitely happening. But I'm also, because of this, I'm buying differently. I am buying something that I like. I buy a box. Mm. So it's changing uh, because of the supply issues. You talk about, don't, you know, don't be a hoarder. Well, pfft, screw that. <laughs> daddy needs what daddy needs. And so I'm. I'm it's happening.
1: That's interesting because I'm more of a Rodney Dangerfield and Caddyshack shack buyer when I go into a cigar. Give me two of those. Yeah. Oh, one of these. Oh. A couple of those naked lady tees.
0: <laughs> Look at that hat. Yeah. Buy a hat like that, you get a free bowl of soup.
1: Yeah. So you're making quite a commitment when you're buying a box of cigars. I know I am. I know I am, but I know it's going to happen. I,
0: I And I know that I'm going to smoke them. I know that people are going to come over. You know, not you. Good right, people. Right, yeah, I hear you. And 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 so got to be ready, got to be prepared. And it's all he, the other part of it is, and I will say a little bit of it I don't want one humidor out in a place. I get you want it to be that art piece, it really does matter to me. Now it's starting to look like clutter. Ah, and so I'm like, you know what? Forget this. So, I'm at what I'm looking for is a cabinet that is part humidor, part bar. Nice, so I can redo the whole thing. I mean, if I have to build it myself, I'm going to, but now I'm the guy building things, and maybe we haven't met. Let <laughs> me to introduce myself. I'm Tony Katz. And uh, while I'm pretty handy, I shouldn't be building these things. So I'm looking for one, and I've seen some costs where I'm like, yeah, no. I've seen some things like, hmm, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, you, you bring up a good point. Right now I have three humidors. And uh, <laughs> I've got- Oh, I didn't say I
0: didn't have more than two. I just have two full. Well, I have <laughs> I have
1: three how you've seen my big humidor. 75 sticks, do you think? Yeah, sure. And then I've got a a, a twenty five stick humidor and then a ten stick humidor and all three of them are full and like you said at that point it looks cluttered it you, does you know instead of having just one big humidor I got you know three you know th- one nice size one and two smaller ones. I think if I had an office that I went to and it was in the office oh, okay
0: one in the office and one at home all right fine the office is home. Everything's there. I've thought of putting it... Uh, people have seen me do, do TV work and, and watch videos that I do. I've thought of putting one you know, in, in there, like in the studio. But mm-hmm. now now it's almost like gratuitous. I, I got to force it in to, to make it, what, look cool? It doesn't... Yeah. I don't want it to... to I don't want to force it in. I want it to be part of the home and kind of blend in
1: naturally and still be its own art piece well and two you want it in an area where you're grabbing a stick on the way out to where you're smoking and maybe you know in certain rooms you don't want it in there Correct. because it, it's it you're you're forcing the issue right because it's not an because i want where to put smoking. it in the kitchen <laughs>
0: right we don't need a refrigerator what well, what i need is 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 a is a wolf or
1: a sub-zero humidor have you seen have you seen the new Whirlpool humidors? Oh, oh they're outstanding. They're golden from Frigidaire.
0: <laughs> but I uh, but the the there's no doubt that the shortages, that the supply chain issues are changing the way I shop for cigars. It's just it, there's no doubt. And yeah, the shortages are going to come, guys, and I'm sorry. I wish I could do something about
1: it. But it's going to happen for a while. Keep it here. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Follow the Eat, Drink, Smoke show on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio.
0: Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com, including where to get the podcast. The podcast, it's it's everywhere. Apple, Amazon, Stitcher, Google Play, GoodPod, Spotify. You will find it Everywhere. Be sure to subscribe. It's free. That's because we love you. show.com uh, Smoking the Metropolitan Habano. This from Ferriotego. Bringing back the line that was part of the Nat Sherman love affair. Full Nicaraguan. Nicaraguan in the, in the wrapper, the binder, and the filler. Smoking the Toro, the 6x52. That spice that was on the back of the throat kind of subsided. It's gotten a touch uh, sweeter, but I think that idea of, of grass hay is—I don't think that's a bad idea. Fingers, I think your palate's uh, picking that up pretty well. Yeah,
1: uh, well, thank you. Uh, no, that's it, uh, same for me. The, the The pepper isn't what it used to be, which is fine. And you know, again, it's always that that question of is it subsiding or are you getting used to it? Uh, but it's it's not as strong as it was. Now that we're into the second, third, I'm smoking this really fast. Yeah, I got to stop. It's it's a it's a bad bad habit. You've got to be able to enjoy your cigar. It's 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 not a race. It's 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 not a sprint. It's There's a marathon. There's a theory that you should do like a puff every minute. Yeah, that's how
0: it should go. And and give it a chance to rest. Don't allow it to overheat. When you smoke too fast, it gets hot. And when it gets hot, you can get uh, some bad taste. I often call it an ammonia kind of taste that that you can get from it when you're smoking just too fast. You got too much heat buildup. Got to go a little slower. Got to go a little easier. I'm guilty of it, too.
1: Uh, for me, and I don't know if this is, and this is so ridiculous, I'm always worried that it's going to go out. And I got a lighter. I yeah. touch it. I don't I don't know what it is. But, really? That's your concern? Uh, uh, yeah. It, it's it's crazy. But I'm like that with drinking, too. If I have a bourbon in front of me, it's just a, almost like a reflex. I just grab it, sip, put it down 30 seconds later, grab it, and then it's like, where'd my bourbon go? So I do that with coffee. Do you? I can down a coffee in no time.
0: That is it not to be sipped. It is to be gulped in great measure <laughs> and to often. Yeah. Is the way it is. It's time, Fingers Malloy, for News of the Week. You're a, you're a good man, a scholar, and a gentleman. Eat, drink, smoke. News of the Week with happy hour anchorman, Fingers Malloy. Or so the Germans would have us believe.
1: Oh, Tony. Uh, You you brought it up in the last segment How there's just a lot of bad news And I feel like as the happy hour anchorman Right I've been a little bit of a Debbie Downer The last uh, two years I've been meaning to talk to you about this Uh, Have you? Well, I've got some good news, Tony Right And a lot of it, really uh, The industry that I'm about to talk about It's a lot of good news coming from this industry And they attribute it to you Oh What? Yes Yes America's gaming industry, Tony, gambling had its highest grossing year ever, and they say it's because Tony Katz got hooked on nickel video poker. You're welcome, America.
0: You're welcome. And when he says hooked, he means lost 100
1: bucks and said blank this (laughs) and walked away. The industry rolled in $53 billion in revenue last year. That's breaking its previous industry record by more than 20% registered in 2019, according to the American Gaming Association. Are you hiring, by the way? American Gaming Association? Just just curious. Don't you have a job doing this? I, would that be a conflict of interest? No, not at all. Thank I, you. I encourage it. <laughs> I encourage every bit of it. But you know what surprises me about this, Tony, is it, it, there was a time... You know, ten, fifteen years ago, where Vegas was really worried that they weren't bringing younger people in to gamble. It was all about people were coming to Vegas to party. It's to go to the clubs and the casinos. Well, were it seemed to be emptier. The, 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 the young kids just weren't into gambling. Well. Things have certainly changed, apparently, because the gaming industry uh, had its best year ever.
0: Does that include the online stuff, like betting on sports and things like that? Uh,
1: Yes. Massive increases in sports betting and online gambling uh, and the traditional brick-and-mortar casinos uh, all had an uptick in revenue. But I'll tell you what. It seems like every corporation, whether it's MGM, Caesars, whatever, they, they all have their uh, sports betting app and then you see all the other things man they're making it almost too easy to bet now so you really got to make sure if, if you need to examine how you bet make sure it's for entertainment purposes only and that you're not betting more than you can afford to lose look at you i'm nice. a responsible uh, gambling man you, you're a public service <laughs> announcement just on two legs yeah that's that's true that is so true but
0: uh, People do like to gamble. They've proven it. Uh, I, you know, what's interesting is that there have been cities where they've opened up casinos in downtown. Cincinnati I did this. Mm-hmm. Cleveland did this. Wasn't really successful in, in that regard. In our beloved Indianapolis, there's always this conversation. Should they have a casino in downtown? And I'm yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, what, 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 what I say is, is that I'm not so sure if, 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 if they should, uh, if, if it really helps. Yeah. Right? Because you've seen some issues. I'm not opposed. I'm just, I'm, I'm usually a big rah-rah guy for new and, and innovative and, and create opportunities. That one I've seen not work. So I question whether or not it really is something that works on the daily. But this is also a big convention town, so maybe.
1: Yeah. And uh, other good news, you know, we were talking about DoorDash. Uh, in the previous segment, DoorDash on Wednesday posted better than expected revenue for its fourth quarter, uh, as well as total, total orders, top analyst expectations. And, uh, you know, it's, it's funny, a lot of people don't realize just how big uh, DoorDash's footprint is. I think I, I talked about this on a previous episode that, you know, they're starting to deliver stuff from Walmart and not just groceries. I, I know someone, a, a family friend, that had uh, a table. Like one of those uh, folding tables that you see at a garage sale, the rectangular ones. Uh, it was delivered from Walmart next day uh, by DoorDash, so it's 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 not just food anymore. You know they're doing getting into groceries, so uh, you're just seeing more and more people gravitating towards these apps to be able to have their groceries. Which means
0: more and go. more people are accepting the idea of paying the fees. Yeah, they'll pay the convenience fee, whatever whatever it is it's called. You know the delivery fee. They'll pay the extra four or five bucks. Be like, you know, what, better than having to go out. Better. It's the same thing with like how you you've ordered food from Instacart or
1: you know whatever that food app is that you might use. It's crazy. I, I noticed that I've morphed uh, from. I, I enjoy doing my grocery shopping from home on my computer, and it used to be uh, I would order the groceries for for pickup, and then it's like ah. Who has the time? Just have them bring them to my house. So in this this in, in about eighteen months, it's gone from I'm doing my own grocery shopping, going to the store, picking out my own stuff to uh well you know I'll order online. All I have to do is uh, pull up into a parking spot and open my trunk and just put them in. And now it's like ah who has the time for that?
0: I have I've done Instacart on vacation. We like had a, like a, a you know, hotel with a kitchen in it or something. Yeah, and we we've done that because I didn't know where it was and I didn't want to bother. I've never done it. At all, here. I've never driven up and had them load up the trunk. None of that.
1: I'm going to, for the first time, and I, I can't believe I have never done this, you know, uh, going away next week, uh, going to be spending four days at a hotel. I'm going to be using uh, Drizzly for the first time, I think. I've never used Drizzly. I've, all these... Notes. All this conversation we've had about Drizzly, and they're still not a sponsor. Right? Savage. So to have, to have liquor and beer delivered to your hotel, that's beautiful. So what are you getting delivered? Bourbon.
0: How Much bourbon,
1: a lot of bourbon. Oh, good man! Good hey, man.
0: Uh, I'm gonna be in the same hotel, yeah. So, so fingers and I are gonna be on the road uh next week. We're gonna be in Orlando, uh, and uh, we're we're, we're we're considering trying to find a place uh, to, to smoke and hang out with people. So, if you are in Orlando listening on WDBO and you want to hang, reach out, let's let's go hang. I don't know, uh, Thursday night or, or, or Friday night or Saturday night, but one of those nights. Uh, wh- where's the Good Cigar Lounge to go to? Where should we be hanging out in Orlando? If you're down there, uh, tell us. If you know the area, tell us which lounge we should be at, and, w- and we'll head over, and we'll, we'll do the thing. And maybe, just maybe we'll buy you a cigar. Or, or, or you'll buy us a cigar. That sounds better. Oh, uh, that, that's right. That's what I meant to say. I meant to say uh, <laughs> we'll hang out, and you'll buy, buy us a cigar. That's fantastic. Find everything at
1: eatdrinksmokeshow.com and go there every day. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon, the bourbon reader you've always needed, is now available on Amazon.com and our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Pick up a copy today. See, opposed to normal
0: weeks where Fingers Malloy's been waiting for this all day, I've been waiting for this all day. I am the man who needs a drink. I have no good reason for it, Fingers Malloy. I have no good reason for why I need the drink, but you brought over Noah's Mill and I said, "Okay, now I need the drink. It's eat drink smoke or eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon and smoke the fine cigars." I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. We reviewed this back in 2019. It's 2022. Might as well bring it back. Noah's Mill, genuine bourbon whiskey handmade in the hills of Kentucky. Says so on the bottle. So it must be real. Fingers Malloy. This is 114.3 proof. Anything over 100 proof gets applause from Fingers Molloy. Uh, the Willet Distillery, right? Now, it's funny. This says it's bottled by Noah's Mill Distilling Company. It's distilled in Kentucky, but it's distilled at the Willett uh, Distillery. I get an interesting bit of review on Noah's Mill. I have met people who think, oh, man, this is lovely. And I've met people like, what are you talking about? They've never heard of Noah's Mill, which I find interesting because I just I figure amongst bourbon drinkers,
1: it's something you know, right? Yeah. This is this is a bottle you've seen. It actually looks like a wine bottle. That's I was just gonna go with this. It looks like when it's on a shelf at your favorite cigar and bourbon lounge, it looks like uh you're like why why do they have wine sitting up there next to the bourbon? Even the label. So it's just it's it's just an interesting
0: look to it, and as as a bourbon, well, let's uh break it down we've got it right here in our Glencairn glass and you know the the, the look on that is a kind of like a honey right um yeah. it's 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 not too amber it's not too golden it's 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 right in there and on the nose that's a mix that is a mix there's a little bit of oak there's a little bit of vanilla
1: and brown sugar i'm getting brown sugar
0: Oh, I can appreciate that sweetness. I can appreciate that sweetness.
1: In fact, I'm in getting the, actually more sweetness than oak, but I there is uh, for me a touch of oak on the nose. Definitely, definitely an oak undercurrent,
0: right, right there. Uh, if I remember Noah's Mill uh, correctly, uh, we're talking about something that has a pretty high rye content in it. So, a bourbon by by design, by law, and you would know this if you read "Let's Go Bourbon." It's our book. From the people at Eat, Drink, Smoke, that's me, that's Fingers Malloy. Find it at Amazon.com. Bourbon has to be 51% corn. By rule, that's the way it works. It has to be 51% corn. But it's not necessarily strange for something to have a high rye content because it's a question of what are the other grains in there? Malted barley, wheat, rye is certainly something uh, that that can be uh, in there. What, what I haven't been able to find is is what that mash bill is. So I'm not 100% sure exactly a percentage of of rye that that goes in it. but I've certainly heard people talk about it. But that nose is that nose is nice, but it also a bit biting. There's a little bit of punch on that nose as opposed to a a sweetness that that really just just takes you in when when you're breathing it in. What do you get fingers boy?
1: Yeah, well, again, for me Look, I always, like, I gravitate toward a, a sweeter bourbon, so those are the notes I really pick up. Uh, it To me, it, it's sweeter. One thing that I am not detecting, you know, you're talking about 115 proof. You, you maybe will get some of these bourbons when you get to a high uh, alcohol content. There's that, that ethanol alcohol uh, note that you talk about. I'm not getting any of that on the nose. It it, no. it it doesn't
0: no. I don't get a nothing on either. Right, that kind of big alcohol kind of nose. Not at all.
1: No, not
0: at all. It's it. It, it almost it's almost as if it wants to present itself that way, and then it, it presents itself in with with that with that bit of of sweetness going on right there.
1: What's interesting is I am looking all over the place for the mash bill and I can't find can't it anywhere. Find it well,
0: another thing that's interesting here is that they don't do an age statement on this. Somewhere between four and twenty years. <laughs> I mean, that's just what an interesting way to go about it. Sometimes you will find things that are NAS. NAS refers to no age statement. They just simply are utilizing different bourbons maybe to to bring it together, and they just don't want to go about sharing certain bits of information with you. It also prevents them from having to deal with certain bits of regulation and answering certain questions. Fingers Malloy, we've done enough talking. Let's drink this thing. Fingers, are you ready for this?
1: Tony, you've been ready for this all day. I
0: have, and I didn't even know it until right now. Fingers Malloy, doing there the Noah's Mill, 57% alcohol by volume. That is, for those of us playing the home game, that is 114.3 proof. We start it neat. We always do it neat and then decide if we're going to bring it to a cube or just a little cool water, a chips,
1: a whole bunch of things. Fingers, what do you got? Okay. Uh, right off the bat, there is that sting on the tongue that you may expect from something that's 114 proof. Brown sugar and chocolate and a little bit of oak. That's where I'm going with this. It's it's very pleasant, uh, not overwhelming. Now, look, are you going to want to give this to uh, someone new to bourbon? It's their, their first time. M- maybe not because of that alcohol content, but uh, it's very pleasant, Tony, and I, I think that... In my mind, I think most bourbon drinkers would, would, would like this. All right, so I'm going in. He's going I'm in? Going in, people. Noah's
0: Mill. That's what we're doing. We're doing their bourbon. So interesting. I was I was looking. So I'm trying to look for the mash bill, too, and I came across a couple reviews, and some people said walnut and prune. Now, prune is something that you uh, associate with people who are older who are trying to go to the bathroom, right? That's that's what prunes are for. But think of it. It's It's, it's a dried plum. So that's a lot of sweetness that, that's in there. It's not actually
1: a bad descriptor. It doesn't mean that's what the taste is. It's just what you get on the nose. But it, it may not be a bad descriptor, but is that something that if you you hear that's what it it, it tastes like, is that something you're going to gravitate to? I think that's the difference between somebody
0: who is just looking at that as, as an outsider and somebody else who is saying, hmm, I wonder what that means to my palate. How, how curious— are you? But let's do it. Noah's Mill. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
1: And he's going in, ladies and gentlemen. He's doing the Memphis Munch. Ooh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to start videotaping these.
0: That hits. You know, I was talking about the nose being a little bright, a little punch. Same thing here. Same thing here on the pout. Pal- Hold on. I'm going in again. Oh, oh,
1: he's going in for seconds, ladies and gentlemen. Hmm. It's mm. exciting.
0: Anything? Okay, first things first. It's hot. Yeah. It, it's, it, 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 it's hot. I, 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 it's a cinnamon hot. Not fireball, though. No, but it's a cinnamon hot. So it, it does play hot. Oh, man. That is a that's, a... that's an interesting bit of flavoring, right? It's sweet on the tongue, almost coating the, the, the tongue a little bit. It's a little bit of burn uh, a center uh, chest. That cinnamon... It is a little nutty. It is a little vanilla on on, on, on the nose. But it's nice. It's, it's been a long time. I will admit, I don't think I've had Noah's Mel since we did it no. three years ago. I got to go back and see how we looked at it then. Right. I don't know if we got this in depth with it when we started the podcast three years ago. But this is, a, this is interesting. It's actually, it's coating the gums. That's a new one for me. I can feel it in the gums. The question is, do
1: you feel it? For $50 to $60 a bottle? Uh, maybe for a special occasion. Yeah. For, for me, $50 to $60 a special occasion bottle. Uh, ask- but I would definitely try it at a cigar lounge.
0: Yeah. You got to ask me when I put it on a rock because it's going on the rock. I got to see what this thing's like. Does it cool down on that heat a little bit and bring out maybe some oak and other things? Noah's Mill. What do you think about it? Let us know on Facebook, facebook.com
1: slash eat, drink, smoke. Remember, you can find our reviews on cigars, bourbon, and food over at our website, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. I don't know
0: if this is COVID craziness or not, but AMC Theaters wants to sell you popcorn outside of movie theaters. Now, wait, is this about COVID? Or is this just about an opportunity to do some marketing? It's Eat, Drink, Smoke. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is Fingers Malloy. Uh, The plan from the vice president of growth strategy at AMC is to build out the popcorn business. And now the plan is to sell an AMC branded line of microwave popcorn so you can have it at home. See, this isn't about COVID. This is about Orville Redenbacher. We're going to kick his butt. (laughs) I don't know is there room in the popcorn market for for one more? Are you are you moved by the AMC brand enough to get AMC popcorn? No.
1: But here's the here's the deal. It's never going to be as good as movie popcorn if it's microwave popcorn. To me it kind of waters down the the brand. I I I know you probably never done this before, Tony. Uh, but We've I, talked about this. in my past, have gone to a movie theater, uh, just walked and walked right past uh, the ticket counter, said, excuse me, uh, I hope you gents have a fine day, walked right over to the snack bar, got a bucket of popcorn, and took it home with me.
0: I've never even thought to do that. Still, <laughs> when you first told me that story that you've done that, that you just go to a movie theater, get the popcorn, and leave, it had never dawned on me that that was even allowed. I would have assumed there were laws against that thing. You mean I could take a bucket home? Not the bucket I have. I can take a bucket home. I don't have to stay. I've done it for the
1: Super Bowl before. Gotten I've a bucket of popcorn. For the Super Bowl. For yeah. $19,000. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sickness. I do not have much self-control. There was a time when, you know, I, I'm originally from Three Michigan. Three fingers? Yeah, right. That's, 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 that's what they call them. Yeah, that's what they that's call me. That's what they me. call them back at the bookie lounge. I've, I've got family in Michigan, and there are times when I visit them uh I will drive by uh, right off of I-69, uh, right by the Indiana-Michigan border. There's a movie theater, and I will pull off the highway, go to the movie theater, grab a bucket of popcorn for the two-hour drive home. Who doesn't do that? That is unbelievable to me.
0: And, and, you're, and you know what? It might just be genius. I just don't know. I Look, do it. Build your brand any, any way you can. I just can't imagine that, as funny
1: as, as, as it sounds, I can't imagine there's an appetite for it. Well, I think that there's always this quest to be able to have movie uh, popcorn at home, movie theater popcorn at home. But I just don't see any delivery scenario where it's like, okay, this stuff is going to be in your microwave and it's going to taste as good or even 70% as good as microwave pop. You don't do microwave popcorn. No, no. If I
0: don't make it, I don't eat it. If we make it with the oil and, and, and we pop it. And then we, we gather around the stove and we we hold hands and we sing, oh,
1: that's oh, an experience. Uh, well, you
0: know and what you then I the s- human sacrifice?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to bring yourself good luck somehow. Uh, I my I explained to my kids uh, over the holidays uh, about what we used to do with you know the the whole Jiffy Pop thing, and they had no idea what Jiffy Pop was. So I went to the grocery store. They still sell the old fashioned Jiffy Pop right the you can pop on the stove. And I went ahead and, and popped it, and uh, it 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 was user error on the first one, uh, but the second one I wasn't shaking it enough. Oh, so it burned? Yeah. So if, if those don't don't know, you, you young kids out there, it comes in a little, uh, almost a little mini uh, disposable frying pan, and the popcorn's already in there, and you pop it on the, uh, the stove, and you once it starts popping, you shake it like a madman, and, and it, it has this foil top that expands. So what yeah. happens is it does popcorn isn't flying all
0: over the place. It just starts growing this massive bubble, like a of, mushroom of cloud, board, right? <laughs> like <laughs> a mushroom cloud. <laughs> That's what makes it delicious.
1: And and Jiffy Pop's good. Yeah, it, it was this, the second one. You know, once you look, I'm a little rusty. It's been thirty years. Just don't use the. Uh, You're those, a little rusty from shaking. <laughs> yeah, just don't use the uh, those glass stop glass top stoves because you can't shake it out. You'll scratch up your stove. Uh, is but, that right? Oh you yeah. You can't use it with an electric stove. Well, you not. Well, you can with the the, the burner on it. You know, like the, the coil burner. But the the flat top with you know, it's just like a glass top. You can scratch that
0: material up. So so we have what's known as a dual fuel oven. It was actually there when we, we bought the house. It must it, it it came with the house. The thing is twenty some odd years old. I've actually replaced heating elements in it. And what it is is it's gas stove top cooktop huh? electric oven. So electric oven's a little bit better for baking, a little easier to control the heat. And we know that eventually this thing is going to blow up and the door is going to fly off and decapitate (laughs) one of us. It's going to be a scene. You're going to read about it in the newspapers. And then those of us who survive are going to have to replace it. Yeah, We know that this is, is, is coming. So I've been looking for new dual fuel ovens. Well, holy crap. You can buy a gas oven, a nice one for... Seven to nine hundred dollars. You can you can go really fancy and, and, and pay the big bucks or get something avant-garde I'm talking about what normal people do seven to nine hundred bucks. Dual fuel, twenty two hundred dollars. And I'm like, I wh- why? And I have made the conclusion that I'm totally going to do it when the time comes because I want what I want. Except when we move, it's coming with me. And I don't <laughs> care if we move to a place that has
1: all appliances. I am taking that thing with me. I don't care if I take anything else. That's coming. I, you know, I, I built my house in 2000. I have the same stove that I had uh, when we built the place. Uh, knock on wood, it still works. But I, I'm, I'm just amazed at how they've improved over the years. The, the idea that you could have an air fryer in your oven uh, you to, see,
0: isn't that overkill, though? Isn't that unnecessary?
1: Yeah, because it, I have an air fryer on my counter. I mean, do I need, am I going to air fry a turkey? I cannot understand the people who need their oven to be Wi-Fi.
0: I'm sorry? Ovens and and uh, washing machines that are Wi-Fi so you can set them from wherever you are and have it going.
1: I can't run a, a, a washing machine when I'm not in the house. How about the refrigerators that have a TV screen on them? You know, so you I, I,
0: could see what's what's in them or they you could actually watch you, you TV. You could
1: actually watch TV. Well, even even that you could see things in it. It's like, okay, I understand the energy saving thing, but it's not like people are saying to themselves, I'd love to open my refrigerator, but who has the time? But but the concept
0: there, and the one thing I like about it is let's say you're at a supermarket, you're not you lazy and instacarting <laughs> whatever <laughs> else <laughs> you're doing. You're actually at a supermarket, you're like, hey, do I have lemons? And then you could actually look inside your refrigerator and see if you have lemons.
1: That but is it Possible for people to hack uh, that feed to be able to see what's in Tony's refrigerator? Doesn't that creep you out at all? I would run a webcam that says what's in my fridge, <laughs> which people would on OnlyFans. O- OnlyFans.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you and I both look at each other and had an epiphany at the same time. <laughs> It's, it's just like those... We p- saw the money immediately. <laughs> it's like those cameras are like, oh, it's a bald eagle's nest, and people tune in from all over the world to see it. They can look and see what's in Tony's fridge. Tony's
0: fridge. <laughs> you know, I brought up my OnlyFans idea to multiple people, and they're all like, you're ridiculous. And then 30 seconds later, they're like, you should do that. <laughs> you should You should totally do that. Me just smoking cigars on OnlyFans. That's it. Not even talking to the, to the camera. What's in Tony's fridge on OnlyFans?
1: Somebody's going to steal this idea.
0: Not, ju- not just a live stream, just photos.
1: <laughs> oh, now you're... now Photos you're getting- of what's in my fridge. <laughs> now you're getting lazy.
0: <laughs> you know someone would pay. <laughs> you know, I'm even past the point where I'm like, am I degrading myself? Look, if people people want to do what they want to do, and I want them to be happy, damn it.
1: Boy, he's had that bottle of mustard in there a long time. <laughs> When's he gonna have the rest of that sour cream? <laughs> it's really starting to bother me. Oh, oh god, he's not gonna eat those leftovers, is he? They've been in there for three weeks. Okay, this is happening too. <laughs> this is eat drink smoke. Follow eat drink smoke on social media, on Twitter at go eat drink smoke, on Facebook, Facebook.com slash eat drink smoke, and Instagram at eat drink smoke podcast.
0: Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar, bourbon, foodie, radio extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is Fingers Molloy. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com and be sure you are subscribed to the podcast, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, Audible. That's Amazon right there. Good Pods, crushing it on Good Pods. Find it all at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Drink in the Noah's Mill, 114.3 proof, Fingers Molloy. You added a little bit of cool water to your bourbon where you at
1: yeah it for me it took away a lot of that brown sugar brought out more of that chocolate and a lot more of the oak uh and at 50 to 55 dollars a bottle uh again may not be necessarily in my liquor cap unless it's a special occasion where you know you have people coming over that are bourbon enthusiasts that may not have heard of noah's mill be like okay oh this is something maybe you have never tried before I would buy a bottle, but I again, this is definitely something that I would order at a lounge if I saw it. So for
0: me, I put it on the rock. I put it on the big cube. It brought down the cinnamon. The finish has a little bit of chocolate to it. Is, okay. Now it is uh, right there. There, it's 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 a nice mix. Hold on, I'm going in again. I'm going in again. Oh, he's going in again on the big old rock. Yeah, there's a lot happening there. It's uh, there's a, there's a little bit of oak. I, I almost. No, nah, I don't think I want more. I don't think I want more. This is alright. It's it, it it is an interesting, interesting mix. There's a lot here to break down. At 55, let's call it 55 because it's somewhere between 50 and $60 a bottle. Maybe it is in my liquor cabinet, but it's gonna last a while. Now. It's not gonna be in something I grab every every day. But there's there's a lot here to to digest. There's a lot here to. To kind of take in, I'm not 100 percent sure where I am with all of it. There's the oak, right? That wood in in, in general, that that's on the finish, uh, and no more burn with with the uh, with with the with the with the rock. That burn is, is is
1: gone now. For me, what's interesting is you know I just put a couple of splashes of cool water in it. That sting on the tongue is still very much there. It it has not gone away at all. Uh, but I I really. Am a little bit. I, I think I would keep this neat, uh, just because I like that brown sugar that I was getting off of it earlier. Uh, but I'm still really enjoying it. I think I would definitely go to the rock, and eventually I'd take the rock out.
0: Yeah. I think there's going to come a moment where that's exactly what's going to happen. But right now, it's working for me very, very well, and we've got this paired with uh, the Metropolitan Habano from Feriotejo. So this was originally. A Nat Sherman brand, the Nat Sherman, uh, came to an end. And Michael Herklotz, who was Nat Sherman, uh, he started a new line called Ferry Otego. And he brought this, like this and the Timeless with him. At $10 of cigars, we're, I'm fully into the second third of this cigar. The answer is yes. We're, this is a 6x52 that we're smoking, 6 inches long, 52 ring gauge. This is a yes. At $10 a
1: cigar? Unquestionable. I think it is too. You and I have both had uh, me especially have had uh, a little trouble keeping it lit, but I think it's just because of the nature of what we do here, talking a lot, uh, you know, setting it on the stick, ignoring it for a little while. Right. I think that's the only reason why it's been a solid smoke, nice even burn on it. Yeah, me it. too. Check that out. Yeah, right. it it's it's been fantastic.
0: So I, I I like the flavors that are that are coming off of this. Uh, there, there was that, that big spice that started in the beginning. That's actually starting to make its way back. It started in that first third, and then went away, and now in the middle of the second third, it's made its way back, and I don't, I don't mind it. It's, it's all acting very, very well. Uh, and at ten bucks, it's, it's something you can have. I don't think I have a box in my humanor. I think there's a few for those moments where you know, if I have to put it down, if I have to walk away. I don't feel awful because it was ten dollars. Yeah, and right. I, that's right at the pr- point where I don't feel awful. Usually, when it's like a seven or eight dollars stick or a six dollars stick, all right, whatever. That's
1: yeah, that's what it's there for. To put it down if you need to. And I think this is a really good pairing.
0: Yeah, not bad. No, no, I, I think you got something there. This actually does work. The Metropolitan Habano, uh, going with with the Noah's Mill. You might want to try that yourself and see what you get. But it's time, Fingers Malloy, for news of the week. You're a you're a good man, a scholar and a gentleman.
1: Eat, drink, smoke. News of the week with Happy Hour Anchorman, Fingers Malloy. Or so the Germans would have us believe. Oh, Tony, mortgages. They're going up up. Or mortgage rates have increased again, rising to a level not seen since 2019. In the summer of 2019, they jumped to nearly four percent.
0: So the Federal Reserve is now saying. Expect expect the rate hike sooner rather than later. If you listen to Bank of, America, Bank of America analysts, they're expecting seven rate hikes in the year 2022. If you listen to the uh, president of the Atlanta Federal Reserve, Bostic, he will tell you three rate hikes in 2022. What matters is the amount of the rate hike, not how many there are. So this is coming and the interest rates going up are all preparation uh, for it, they're they they're all kind of, uh, of of gearing up for what happens. Here's what's fascinating. I spoke to a couple of realtors. Does the interest rate going up mean that housing prices go down? And the answer was no. Like the universal answer. And if if you're a realtor, let us know on, on facebookcom slash eat or or you can send us an email, Tony at eatdrinksmokeshow.com or Fingers at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. Will we see housing prices go down? And the, the mathematics I was given was that that's not how it works. Housing prices are housing prices, and that has to do with supply and demand. And there is certainly a shortage of houses. You can sell your house now for top dollar. Where are you going to live the minute the closing takes place is the question. So what happens is people buy a less expensive house. It doesn't mean that people start lowering the pricing of their houses because the interest rates have gone up. And that's really, that's kind of fascinating, and it ties into a story about Walmart. The Walmart CEO, I thought this was, I don't know, maybe I am that geek. This was fascinating. The Walmart CEO and the Walmart CFO have said, you know, with uh, inflation and prices going up, this is very good for us. Because what happens is that people will abandon brand names. They still have to get the product. So instead of buying red gold ketchup, they're going to buy ABC ketchup because they still need ketchup. So when it comes to food, when it comes to a staple, people will lower their expectation and buy the more inexpensive brand because it's still a thing. But when it comes to houses, the house price doesn't go down. And I'm, I'm, I'm amazed by that. Yeah,
1: that, it'll be interesting to see as we move forward, as inflation continues to impact, as you just say, grocery prices, if you're going to see some of these higher-end grocery stores really take a hit. Or, say, people go to, to Trader Joe's to get all their organic uh, produce and and and, and products and bric-a-brac <laughs> yeah. and maybe they'll say you know what i uh maybe i can find a cheaper version of some of these products at say aldi or or walmart uh, if, if walmart like you said that like the ceo at walmart said that maybe people will start saying oh my goodness i can't shop at these I mean, even like a target super center where groceries mm-hmm. may be a little bit more gosh we have to go to the more discounted chains and try to figure out uh, how to save money. Maybe that is what we're going to be seeing in 2022.
0: This is also, uh, to to add to the story, we've been talking a lot about cars and the issues with automotive. Uh, Did you hear the story that there is a uh, ship off the coast of Portugal uh, that has on it Volkswagens and Porsches and it's on fire? What? And the crew abandoned the ship. So there, there was this week a cargo ship with 17,000 tons of vehicles on fire like if there's that's 2022 like that's a that's a perfect visual
1: of the yeah. economy right oh now. you're talking to a Volkswagen dealer and you say, saying our cars are on fire right now you're like oh wow they're selling a lot no you don't understand they're on a ship on fire but it
0: adds to the story that People are paying more than sticker that you talked about. They did the math. In 2020, the amount of people... In January of 2020, the amount of people who paid over sticker was 0.3%. In 2022,
1: 82.2%. Yeah. It's a real thing at, to the point where some... Uh, car manufacturers are clamping down on dealers, saying you can't you can't continue to do this because eventually this is all going to end, and people are going to be awfully angry at how because they they don't they just see that they feel like they're being gouged, right? It's it's not so much they don't think like market forces are in play. They it's fine. demand is real. Yep, it's it's kind of amazing
0: what people are spending. But if you're a realtor, I would love to hear from you. I'd like to know if the info I'm getting is accurate. Do we think house prices are going to go down because interest rates? Are going up. The Noah's Mill people, that's the bourbon. Fingers Malloy is a fan. I think he's done. I think he's done with it right there. Well, he'll be done with it any second now. (laughs) Um, There's a lot happening there. I would say try it at your lounge, Fingers. I think that's the right idea. 55 bucks is right on the cusp of Would You? Wouldn't You? A lot of good flavor going on right there with the oak shining through and and that that heat, uh, that cinnamon heat and, and sweet happening. And this Metropolitan Habano, from Terry O'Fago. No, Ferriotago. Ter- Otego. Sorry, got it wrong. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a fan, and there's a couple in my humidor. This this is a cigar that works. This is a cigar that works well. Ten bucks a stick, absolutely. Find everything at eatdrinksmokeshow.com. I'm Tony Katz. That's Fingers Malloy.
1: Next time. Our new book, Let's Go Bourbon. The Bourbon Reader You've Always Needed is now available on Amazon.com and our website, EatDrinkSmokeShow.com. Pick up a copy today.